We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we take a trip to Hollywood to check in with actor Colin Hanks, who's also a massive sports fan. He gives us his honest opinion on the Stanley Cup awarded without fans, what it's like watching the Lakers in the NBA Finals as a Sacramento Kings fan, and he also pulls back the curtain on what it's like being asked about his dad, Tom Hanks, so much, which, of course, we ask him about. We sip on Crown and Coke, or as Colin calls it, his pumpkin spice latte of the pandemic. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are still here in my Manhattan studio apartment. I've been switching up the locations throughout this entire pandemic because it's really nothing else that I could possibly do. This is sort of like the most fun thing other than drinking, because that's what we also do in the pandemic. Lots of it. And, you know, we're so fortunate right now. We have so many sports going on. First of all, hand up. I never thought we'd have this many sports going on. I thought that none of them would be able to get off the ground during a global pandemic. I am wrong. We've seen bubbles work. We've seen a Stanley Cup be awarded. We're going to see the NBA finals come to fruition. Uh, we also have a lot of problems in the NFL right now. We had a lot of problems in MLB. So we still do have a global pandemic. Please wear your mask. If you're not wearing a f-ing mask, you're just a jerk and you're stupid. But on that note, we have so much to get here today on Drinks with Thanks. I'm very fortunate to be able to welcome in a guy that you know well, actor, producer, director, Colin Hanks, coming to us all the way from Los Angeles. Colin, so glad to have you on the show. I know I've harassed you for probably over a year now to come on. And then as soon as you have nothing to do, I was able to be like, come drink with me for an hour. It's all in the timing, Julie. So it's great to see you, Banks. Congratulations on all of this. I'm very stoked to finally be here. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's basically just Zoom drinks and I get paid for it. So I cracked the code. Living the dream. Living the dream. Just literally sitting here in my apartment drinking with you. And Colin, what do we have on tap here today? Because we always let our guests pick what we're going to drink. We have a delicious, what is commonly referred to as a crown and coke. Uh, cola of your choosing, whatever you may have, but Crown Royal. Cheers. Awesome. I also have that. Cheers. Mm. Mm. I got to say, Colin, I was very surprised and happy that you picked Crown because it's a it's a Canadian whiskey. It's a Canadian whiskey. That is true. Uh, I do love almost all things Canada. Um, yeah, it's been a weird... It's been a weird pandemic. Uh, started off pretty much strictly like, you know, classic 
whiskey and tequila guy. And then there was, you know, the whole gin and tonic era that was around Tiger King. That was when that was going oh, on. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then this summer, all of a sudden, uh, I looked in a pantry and all I had was crown and I went, all right, sure. And that's kind of stuck. So that's where we are on this pandemic uh, drinking journey. It's kind of like the seasons, right? So during the pandemic, like the different phases of alcoholism or yes. none during yeah. this time. I think yeah, I think I started at Rosé and because I'm a basic bitch, I just continued with Rosé um, this entire time. So it's sort of like been, it feels as though it's been summer or like spring, summer. You live in LA, it's spring, summer all, all year time. round. All time, yeah. But I, you know, I'm more than happy to go on record that saying that Crown Royal is pretty much my pumpkin spice latte, uh, mm. you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I have the original Coca-Cola with this and you can't see it, but I do, I do have a drinks with Binks glass Good. because all I do is have, I'm leaning really hard into these shows of which I do not own, but here you go. <laughs> Cheers, Fubo. You, you own, own that glass. Name. You own that glass. So there you go. But I will Here's... own drinks with Stuart Binks someday. <laughs> anyway, uh, but speaking of the pandemic, Colin, mm, mm -hmm. mm. Mm. actually before then, what are we toasting to here today? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe that we can get over this thing and be able to go to sporting events. That would be nice. That'd be real nice. Let's Sorry. get over this thing by doing the things we're supposed to do. Yes. And not cutting corners and not yes. eating candy when we're trying to get our beach bod. And then we can go back to watching sports in person. To being adults. To being adults. Mm -hmm. mm. It's Everyone amazing how difficult that is. Be adults. For this country in particular. Yeah. Okay, so we have had many athletes, media people on the show who have been affected by COVID, of course, with sports mm -hmm. being, uh, you know, off, but then also the bubbles giving life to sort of a new situation. For, for people in Hollywood, like, what is this entire time been like and and how has that influenced some of the projects you've been working on uh well i mean it's 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 been weird just like for everyone else i mean you know look it people tend to look at it through very rose tinted glasses and for some that is appropriate but for a large majority of the people that work in my industry we're talking hairdressers teamsters union people uh carpenters uh every single member of the crew Everything shut down uh, and there was no work for a good solid five months there. And um, pretty much everything was no longer filming. And so I've never seen it. I've, I've never heard of it um, before happening before where pretty much just everything stopped, uh, just like everything else in the world. And uh, there was uh, a lot of... Uh, conversations and a lot of people going like, well, what have you heard? You know, do, do we know, you know, what's the plan? What's going on? How's it going to work? How are we going to get back on set? And, you know, now things are sort of starting to gear up in this new sort of era that we find ourselves in with different protocols for shooting and stuff like that. But I literally got cast in a show the day that it was announced <laughs> that my parents had contracted coronavirus and the world stopped. Um, I'm not saying it stopped wow. because of them, but obviously them and the NBA, that was a, mm -hmm. a, a pretty lethal knockout punch. 
Um, and you know, I still don't know if that show's ever starting again. So I basically have just been developing stuff. I've been trying to come up with, uh, uh, uh you know, writing scripts and, and coming up with pitches for, for TV shows so that when things gear up again, uh, hopefully soon, uh, I will have had, uh, some, some work to show for it. Right. And you mentioned that day that you get cast in something and then, you know, your parents get, it's 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 international news that yeah. they have coronavirus because it was Rudy Gobert. It was all these sports leagues shutting down. What was that day like for you? Like, how did you find out about everything? It was pretty surreal. It was pretty surreal. Um, I had known uh, about their positive test for about 24 hours. Um, and there had been a good two to three days there where we knew that they weren't feeling well and we were trying to get them tested and okay, they are going to get tested and okay, they're waiting for the results. And all of this was happening while they were in Australia and I was in California. So there was, you know, a, a, an entire day of time change in between since they, they are uh, ostensibly were living in the future. Um, but once we knew um, that was one thing, but then the announcement uh, rolled out, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. I didn't really know that was happening. Um, and all of a sudden my phone just started, uh, uh, blowing up and, and there was this sort of, uh, I don't want to say a panic, but there was definitely uh, a lot of people asking a lot of questions and me realizing that, you know, we needed to talk with my kids school and things like that, you know, just take basic precautions. I had to call my doctor's office and tell them like, yeah, I was in there earlier today, but I haven't seen them in three weeks. Um, I had to call up a casting director uh, who I had auditioned for earlier that day and say like, Hey, just so you know, like I haven't seen them in three weeks. They're in another country. So there was just a lot of like, I mean, I guess you could call it like contact tracing, but without the contact right. part, you know, it was a lot of that. Um, it was a pretty stressful 24 hours for sure. Um, just because the amount that was unknown at that time was, was a lot. And so there was just a lot of, a, a lot of panic. Um, but, uh, I, no point was I ever worried about their health or anything like that. I knew that they were in good hands and I knew that they had been, uh, you know, um, been, been in hospital by that point. So they were, they were well looked after. Um, but yeah, it was, it was surreal because it was really, truly, you know, that was, was one aspect of it, but the NBA shutting down and then all of a sudden, like everyone just deciding like, oh, okay, this just needs to happen just across the board. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think a lot of people really sort of remember like the two weeks prior to that where there was still just sort of like, well, will games shut down or won't they or what's going to happen? And I don't see it, so it doesn't bother me. And then all of a sudden right. it's just – just across the board. So it was, it was, it was a weird, uh, uh, 24 hours, I think for everyone. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was a little odd finding, you know, finding ourselves in that little bit of the, the eye of the hurricane, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's sort of, you know, we see it was, it was basically Rudy Gobert, Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, and boom. Okay. Like we're all, we're, the, the world is now shut down. So in a way, it's almost as if they're sort of part of history, at least in this country. Yeah. I mean, I really sort of equated to finding yourself all of a sudden in sort of like a BCAD moment. You know what I mean? And, and I don't mean it in, in that sort of literal sense, but 
that idea of finding yourself in a moment where all of a sudden everything that was uh, is past is just precursor to this moment that we then found ourselves in. And then everything beyond that was basically adjusting to this whole new way of life and trying to figure out, you know, what, you know, what was going on, what was happening and, and, and what all that, that sort of chaos was, um, which is why I get really upset when people say like, oh, well, there wasn't any chaos. People were trying to calm nerves and all that sort of stuff. I was just sort of, like, no, it wasn't really like that. If you remember what those first yeah. two weeks were like, wasn't very calm was it, you know, I mean, I just finished off my bamboo toilet paper that I stacked for, for, for months. So I remember what, uh, what that yeah. chaos was like. Oh yeah, it, it definitely was chaos. And in, in a way, um, we got to go to a break right now, but, but before we get there, just a quick update. How are, how are your parents They're doing? Fine. They're all good. Yeah, no, they, they recovered quite well. They've got the antibodies and all that stuff. My, my old man actually went back to Australia just recently to go start the movie that he was supposed to, supposed, supposed to start uh, when all that went on. So they're, they're all good. They're, they're fine. Very good to hear. Yeah. All right. Well, we have uh, a whole lot more we want to get to with Colin here on the program. We mentioned Rudy Gobert and sports, and that is where we want to begin because Colin is a hockey fan, which is a surprise to me when I first found that out. We're going to discuss a whole lot more after the break on Drinks with Binks. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel. Hey, what's up, y'all? Tim Einenkel does one of the best interviews in all hip-hop and rap music. I'm Chuck D for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group Public Enemy to tell you he brings the noise. In-depth conversations with the artists you love. I think it's very important to know the artist. Like when you take Biz, for example, the stuff I wrote for Biz was in Biz style. The artist, the artist changes and grows and evolves. It's really like inside the active studio for hip hop. I think it's kind of ill that you tied that together from my first album on 125 Part 2 and you pulled over on your bike on 125th. Listen to Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Heinenkel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. No, our last interview was great. I love this. One of my best ones. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Colin Hanks here on the program with us. We're sipping on a little Crown and Coke or Crown and whatever else you have in the fridge these days during the pandemic, which is also a lot of booze. Um, That's it's been great. It's been great. And so speaking of booze, hockey players love booze. And I met you in 2014 at the NHL Awards, which is a very odd award ceremony to begin with. Cause like it's mostly hockey people, players, no one really, everyone's talks. very stiff in the no crowd. One yeah, talks talks. No one talks <laughs> like in the commercial breaks, everyone's just sitting there like, 
waiting for the next thing. It is a very odd experience. Yes. Right. But awards folk, you know, sort of the, the movie, the TV film type know what this is like from the Emmys and the golden globes Mm -hmm. and all these types of things. And so I was surprised you being an American, being a hockey fan, just as a Canadian, I don't really assume a lot of Americans are big fans. Where did the love of hockey come from for you? Uh, well, when my, uh, my parents split up when I was pretty young, and so my old man took me uh, to the what was then nicknamed the the Fabulous Forum down in Inglewood, California, and uh, he took me to my first LA Kings game uh, against the Quebec Nordiques. This was in the nineteen. 19- 87, 88 season. It was the year before Gretz was traded to the Kings. So this is Forum Blue and Gold. This is Wayne McBean, Steve Duchesne, Luke Robitaille era. I think the score was like 10 to 6. I mean, it was just, it was just <laughs> some really, really bad hockey that was being played. But I absolutely fell in love. And, and shortly uh, after that, sort of became obsessed. Um, and then Gretzky was traded to LA and then it was just sort of off to the races. So I've been a hockey fan pretty much, you know, ever since. Have you ever played before? Never played. No. Uh, you know, I would play roller hockey with, you know, with kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that, but I never, never once played, uh, played ice hockey. No, it was really just purely just a a sport that I just loved to watch, but I never really played. Well, the fact that you say ice hockey is definitely very California because it's ice. Like you guys don't have a whole lot of, not a lot of sheets of ice going around. There's not a lot no. of hockey happening. No. But you did mention roller hockey. But for an LA Kings fan, you guys have had, you guys have had a great, you guys have had it made. Okay, I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. It's been absolute shit. You <laughs> have had two Stanley Cups in yeah. the last couple years alone. Yeah. And yeah. the LA Kings community is is very tight, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a lot of big names, but it's also mm-hmm. a lot of people that love hockey for mm-hmm. you. What kind of maybe, um, if, if you had any pinch me moments or fun, interesting stories with guys that play that, uh, you're sort of like, wow, this is, this is sort of a, a cool thing to experience in the hockey world. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've had a, a, a lot, I, I've had, uh, I had quite a few and there was definitely a, a large handful of them during the, those, those two Stanley cup runs, uh, uh, earlier in the, in the decade for sure. Um, weirdly, one of the, uh, one of the ones that I think was, was the biggest was there was a few years ago when, uh, Los Angeles hosted the all-star game. They kind of had this thing where they said, look, we want to have like a celebrity captain for each of the divisions, each, each of the, 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 the conferences. And you will uh, put you in a jersey and, you know, we'll have you do a little announcement pregame. And then you can like stand on the bench with the players during the game and you can go into the the locker room and you, you are an assistant coach. And I was just like, Yes, like sign me up. I'm all in. And so I show up and they give me a bunch of tickets and I give them to my my wife and, you know, my, my niece and nephew. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys after the game. And I get down there and the other two or three captains are like Tim Robbins was one. Uh, Chris, Chris O'Dowd was one. I can't remember who the other one was. And they do the announcements and they're like, okay, see ya. And then they go and sit with their families. 
I ditched my family completely <laughs> and was just in the locker room all like all morning, all day, just, just standing around. And like, no one really asked me for credentials. No one really asked me what I was doing there. No one asked me why <laughs> they were just sort of like, Oh, here's this kid, you know, here's this kid. And, uh, and so I just, I just hung out. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, just don't do anything uncool. And if they kick you out, you know, stay, stay until they kick you out and they never kicked me out. And next yeah. thing you know, it's the end of the day. And, you know, I'm having a beer with, uh, with the coach and just going and him going like, so what, what, why are you here today? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No one else does. So I'm just here. You're like, no one told me to leave. So I just kind of thought that like, as an assistant coach, like I'm here for, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching the guys. I'm there here. was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was. And you know, the other, like the weirdest component of, of it is at one point, um, it was me, like we were hanging out with the, the players, but then at one point it was just the coaches. And they were all just hanging out. Pete DeVore, that's what it is. Pete's like, get in here, you're a coach. So all of a sudden I'm in a room with him, like Boussadro and Gretzky, and we're all just like talking. <laughs> just like, just, you know, just talking. What are you up to? And all that sort of stuff. It was a very surreal sort of day. That, that, yeah, that, that, that one was fun. What do a couple of coaches talk about there before uh, an all-star game? Like, well, it as, turns as out an a lot coach. of nothing, a lot of nothing. <laughs> like it's, it's almost about as interesting as a commercial break at the NHL awards. It's, it's a lot yeah. of just sort of like just killing time and being bored. So I had actually asked Gretzky about um, if it was true that one of his first NHL games that he went to was against the uh, California Golden Seals, the old expansion team. And so we talked a little bit about that because my, my, my dad was a big Seals fan growing up. So we talked a oh, little bit was. about that. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. So your dad was a pretty big hockey fan and that's how you've been yeah. able to get into it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was why, why he sort of got me into it because he remembered going to a lot of games when he was a kid growing up in the Bay Area. So, um, so yeah, so we just, we just kind of like talk about that and it was really just sort of, you know, Brett Burns decided that he I needed a, a, a nickname, so he started calling me uh, Hanksy, and that was it. That was really sort of like it what sounds the day like was. your hockey name. Just yeah. add the Y at the end. Just I'm add Binksy, the Y. Yeah, you know, for the most yeah. part. Or there you go. Binksy, depends on what network we're on at this point. <laughs> but okay, we got to go to break. But very quickly, uh, you got to drink with one of the LA Kings. Who are we drinking with? Oh. Uh... You know what? I would probably just, uh, I would have a drink with Brownie to be quite honest. Um, you know, let's, let's just, let's just keep it casual and just have drinks with Brownie. So there you go. Okay. Drinks with Dustin Brown. Doesn't roll off the tongue like drinks with Binks, but you know what? I bet you it's a whole lot more fun. We've got a whole lot more fun. What a tease coming up after the break with Colin Hanks here on drinks with Binks. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
GEICO knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that GEICO always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. We've got Colin Hanks here on tap today with a little Crown and Coke. And we we're just discussing his LA Kings fandom and experience being an assistant coach at the All-Star Game. And I got to ask you, before we move on to a couple other sports, the Stanley Cup was won. This is, we're shooting this on a Tuesday. Yeah. On Monday night, the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Lightning finally did it. They just, you know, I feel good for them because I, I believe they deserve to win after yeah. all these years. But Drew Doughty, uh, defenseman for the LA Kings, before the bubble and the pandemic, because it's been a long time for a lot of teams that haven't played, that didn't make mm-hmm. it into the bubble. Yeah. So that it's winning the Stanley Cups this year, is it's not like winning a real Stanley Cup. How do you feel about that? Did you watch any of the Stanley uh, Cup this year? I'll be honest. I, I watched passingly. Um, without the fans, it's really, really hard. Uh, I don't want to short shift any of the guys out there on the ice. I mean, I have no, I, uh, I have no doubt that uh, they played hard and that they gave absolutely everything they possibly could in that environment for sure. Um, and so whomever, you know, wins the Stanley cup, look, they're, they're the champion of, of that tournament without a doubt. But there is something I think uh, strikingly different when there are fans in in those barns and when that uh, tension is at an all-time high. I, I think it's very hard to replicate that with just crowd noise and, and laser lights. Um, I think the NHL did a really admirable job. Um, you can definitely argue I think they've, d- they've done it better than some of the other leagues for sure that have been sort of playing with this bubble or, 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 you know, a not bubble in, in some cases, but, um, you know, there, there, there definitely was something missing to, uh, to, to the overall experience. Um, and it's not just, you know, the lack of, uh, you know, not just the lack of, uh, of Gary Bettman being booed when he, when he hands over the trophies. It was, it was um, odd. It was like, something's off about it this. Was a little right odd. It, oh, was, yeah. it was a little bit odd, but uh, <laughs> look, I, I have uh, nothing but respect for, uh, for any hockey player that is able to make it through the gauntlet. That is, you know, uh, four series of, you know, best of seven games. But yeah, you know, I, I think there's something uh, to that, but if you got your name on your, that trophy, you do not care. I guarantee you that. They, they, anyone on Tampa Bay Lightning, they, they do not care because they, they did put together a pretty epic run there. Very true. It was sort of oddly poignant or melancholy when they won and you just hear it. Doc, um, Doc Emmerich was just silent and you just hear them all, all cheering like they were like kids. Yeah. Because you don't hear the crowd and you're just like, it was just sort of like, then you're like, oh yeah, we don't hear the crowd because we're in a pandemic and there's no fans there. And then it was just sort of like, oh, this happened. Like, I don't know. I felt sort of like, and then all the the weird fireworks and everything. And going you can out, hear like, the fireworks go off. <laughs> yeah. They overpowered everything else in, in the arena. Yeah. I mean, look, there's definitely, that's, that's definitely a part of it. You know what I mean? And, and as much as, uh, 
I am so glad that sports are are back because when they were, you know, when they stopped, it it, it was a, a, a pretty gaping hole uh, for a lot of people. It, it's been it's been great having sports back, but look, you know, it, it's um, what is going on in the real world is never far from from my mind when I'm watching. The same as it's not far from the players' minds, you know, w- when they're out playing those games, and. Uh, and when you experience what playoff hockey is, especially live, I mean, it is a special thing to, to, to see playoff hockey in person. Um, and even though, you know, you can't argue that it doesn't necessarily translate to TV. Well, I'll tell you what, it definitely doesn't translate to TV if there are no fans there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I don't the mean to. The opposite is true. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, uh, it, was, it was nice uh, uh, having hockey end in October only to start again. It's all real weird. When? I, you know, I'm not even. Yeah, that's the big question. I love that. Everyone's like, great, Stanley Cup. Yes, hockey. And I'm like, so then what happens next? Yeah. When do we ever see hockey again? Everyone's like, oh, we'll see it again soon. You're like, mm, really? Has there been also, any conversations yeah. as to when another season would even begin? I've been told by a source who works close to the league that likely February, but then again, do we even know what's going to happen in a week? Do we know if we're yeah. having an impending civil war? There's just a couple of things we got to check <laughs> off the list before any of these things yes. take place. Speaking of which, you are living in a city in LA. You're not an LA Lakers fan. You're a you're a, also a Kings fan, yeah. right? Yeah, my, yes, my- that makes it easy. My, my sports team allegiances are, are a little bit confusing, but yes, I am a, I am an LA Kings fan, but not necessarily a Lakers fan. No, that is that is correct. Okay, so but as it pertains to the NBA and the NBA Finals are approaching yeah. its culmination, Lakers are in it. It's been a it feels like it happened ten thousand years ago, but of course, Lakers legend Kobe Bryant tragically passed away this year. Yeah, the Lakers are in the finals. What does it feel like to be in L.A. right now in in the basketball world? Um, It feels um, both incredibly familiar and very, very different. Um, I think the fact that the Lakers um, are back, I think, is for a large many of uh, a a large many of, of its citizens sort of like, yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Do you know what I mean? Because there is this uh, expectation that the Lakers are always going to, to, to you know, to, to win a championship. Um, I think it's absolutely remarkable what LeBron James has been able to do and AD and, and basically all those other guys um, because yeah. they weren't in the playoffs last year. So to be able to all of a sudden make it to the finals, that's nothing to scoff at. I really like LeBron James. I think he's an incredible player and I've sort of definitely root for him more often than, than I root against him. But uh, the Clippers collapse was odd. I don't think anyone saw that uh, coming. And then once that happened, it just sort of all of a sudden became like just this weird, like, yeah, nothing makes sense. any Like not, none of this makes sense anymore. The Lakers couldn't make the playoffs last year. Now they're in the finals. The Clippers are supposed to win the finals. They like lose in the most like epic fashion imaginable. And Doc Rivers is, 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 is run out of town. It's just very mm-hmm. odd right now. That said, 
everyone wants the Lakers to win in Los Angeles. That's just that's just kind of mm-hmm. how LA rolls, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, it, it seems as though you understand it. You you respect it at least from a, a basketball perspective, even though I, you're not a fan. I mean, I've got a very long story that I, I won't bore you with too much. But I, I, growing up a Sacramento Kings fan, I sort of swore the Lakers off for uh, as long as Kobe Bryant was a player, and then right when I sort of got over Kobe, he passed away. And, and that all of a sudden became this very weird thing to experience as a fan where this player that you hated for so long all of a sudden is no longer this, you know, evil cartoony bad guy, but is really more of a human who, you know, had an incredible uh, 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 life with his daughter and his family and, and all of these great things. And so that really sort of put um, my basketball fandom in perspective um, and mm-hmm. so I've just been enjoying watching the, uh, I, I, weirdly, I've enjoyed the NBA uh, playoffs more than anything. The, the NBA bubble, for whatever reason, I think that action is fantastic, to borrow the old catchphrase. Um, yeah. And uh, I've been really uh, enjoying um, all of the games. So I'm excited for, uh, for the finals, the NBA finals, the finals, plural, not, the, not, the, not the Stanley Cup final, finals. but the NBA finals to uh, to begin. I'm glad you understand that that strife that we yeah. carry because yeah. no one's a hockey fan. So no one knows that the Stanley Cup final is not plural, but the finals is. I'm and, uh, but that is- we are in this foxhole together. I am with you. Don't worry. I hear you. And on that note, we have a lot more facts coming up because even though the L.A. Lakers are in the the L- who calls them the L.A. Lakers, the, LA Lakers. the Lakers, <laughs> even though we've been talking a lot about L.A., we yeah. want to get into some things that are maybe this is this segue has really gone down south right now. But I was going to try to make an Orange County joke. I'm not. I'm just going to leave it at that. You're just going to abandon it. Don't abandon it. We're drinking. It. We're no, banking. Right, no, we're going to take a trip to Orange County and beyond. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Things. We've got Colin Hanks here. We've been talking a lot about sports, but obviously we got to talk about your career. You've done so many different things within acting and directing, producing. What stands out as something that's most memorable for you? Uh, well, look, I, I, I always just try and keep myself entertained more than anything else. I mean, there's, there's no real master plan here, but I always try and, 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 and choose projects that I feel will be worth the, the time and energy and possibly uh, a time spent away from my family, uh, to do so. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the, uh, you know, the, the documentaries that, uh, that I've directed over the past, you know, couple of years, those have been a great deal to me and have, have been really a fun way to sort of exercise and, and stretch different muscles that, uh, that I have. Um, 
And, you know, I really am still incredibly proud of the, the Life in Pieces show that I did for uh, CBS for a few years. Um, you know, I'd never been on a series for longer than, uh, you know, a year and a half. So to be able to to double that was uh, was quite nice and to do it with uh, such a great, ca- you know, cast of people. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just so uh, uh, incredibly lucky to still have a career. You know, I mean, really, that that in and of itself is 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 enough, I, I believe. So yeah, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just happy to still still be in the game, so to speak. Yeah, and life in pieces. We had uh, another alumni from that show, Thomas Sadowski, on our That's drinks right. and banks when we were in person. It was great, also massive sports fan, as well. Rangers fan. That was a probably tough, you know, like L.A. Kings Rangers. Both Liverpool so. fans. So we were able to, we were able to talk about that and, and you know, we, we would just sort of be fans of the sport together. So we were mm-hmm. baseball fans. We, we were go sports. You're like, yes, exactly. We're, just we're to be able to actors have, that are into other things. Yeah. To have that in common. Yes. We are, we are, we are actors, but yet look, we can also be into sports, even though we have no athletic skill and cannot play them. <laughs> but you could, could play you could play an act we, we um, can act like we can play them. we could yes. play you can act like you can be an exactly athlete. and so you mentioned the documentaries and some of the different projects like now looking ahead what are different areas or themes topics that attract you that you want to sort of pursue going forward um, you know, it's funny. I'm always trying to find subjects worth sort of exploring within the doc space. Um, and, you know, there are definitely some that I got my eye on, but there's always the ones that I couldn't make that are the ones that are most frustrating. Um, the, the one of them that, that instantly comes to mind is actually uh, is one of the things I was talking with with uh, with uh, so one of the things I was talking to Wayne Gretzky about was I wanted to do a documentary about um, the, uh, the, the SEALs um, because they were the last North American professional sports team to, to fold completely and just disappear, <laughs> just I absolutely guess, yeah. just vanish in, in thin air. So I, I wanted to do a, a, a doc about that. Um, and uh, the other one actually you might like, there was one that I wanted to do that was about uh, the greatest uh, curse in sports that no one is talking about outside of Canada. And that is uh, the fact that Canada has not won a Stanley Cup in 27 You're years. You're going to say that. And I, I had a whole, a whole thing with it too, because, you know, uh, being a, a Kings fan for years, we had the curse of Marty McSorley and everyone thought right. that that was the, the, the curse of, you know, Marty playing with an illegal stick against the Canadians in 93, that that was uh, somehow set a curse on the LA Kings, but then they win the Stanley Cup. So it can't be a curse, right? Why well, had a whole doc sort of uh, based around the idea of, well, it was not actually a curse against the Los Angeles Kings, but the action of of that somehow set that series somehow set in motion a curse against an entire nation, um, the nation that actually loves hockey more than anything okay. else in the world. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So right I don't here. need to um, to tell yeah. you any more about that. I could <laughs> I could bore you with really fascinating. Well, I mean, the players like, from the country I'm from have won the Stanley Cup. 
like in your country every like, year it's not like a players thing it's just like every just year like, canada yeah, wins like the players in, though but from canada win yeah in a way okay yes. we gotta take a quick time out we'll we'll have more with colin hanks after this begrudgingly i'm listening to my producer <laughs> oh, shucks Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Hey, I'm Thomas Sadowski, and I I had drinks with Binks. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. We have Colin Hanks here. We're sipping on some Crown and Coke, and we're just discussing your career with so many of the different things you've done. Let's go back a couple years. Got to ask you about Orange County, just a, a legendary film and ahead of its time in terms of college admission scandals. You worked <laughs> with so many big names in that movie: John Lithgow, oh. Chevy Chase, Catherine O'Hara, Jack Black. You know, it's it, the, they go on and on. As a young yeah. actor. Do you have a specific memory from any one of these people that sort of has, has stayed with you? Um, no, not really. I, I think more than anything else, it was just an incredible, uh, it was an incredible experience just having this sort of rotating door of, of people come in. Do you know what I mean? I think that was sort of the, the big learning experience. You know, I had never really been on a gig where I would, you were in every single day and you were in every single scene. And so, you know, you liked it when people came in and they were ready to go and knew everything they needed to say and were ready to work. And the people that weren't like that, you were sort of like, okay all right where well, i guess we're just going to make the best of it and keep going and you know it was really more than anything else it was just an incredible experience just to have those sort of moments in between uh, uh in between scenes where you could just sort of talk and chat and pick their brain and you know you know inevitably they would all ask the same question like how's craft service is it any good you know yes. yeah you know the, sa the sandwiches are good. Don't don't worry about the cold cuts. They're all fresh every day. That was kind of what it sort of boiled down to. That's a good icebreaker. Um, yeah. You've you've seen craft services basically since you were younger. As mm -hmm. uh, a producer found this information for me, I didn't know you were PA on Apollo thirteen. That's right. What? Yes, I was. What was that like? Being working on a production that your father was the star of. Well, it helped that he wasn't around any of the days that I worked. I worked almost uh, exclusively during all of the mission control stuff. So I was uh, one of the many PAs that were involved with wrangling 40-something male actors every single morning and day to try and get them to, you know, uh, you know, you're needed on set. Uh, can I get you anything? Uh, you know, getting lunch orders and stuff like that. And so... Uh, once again, 
kind of found myself in a scenario in which I was getting an education. You know, I was working with uh, a, a group of a, a large group of actors that were everyday character actors. And I, there was honestly, this is true. There was not a night that went by where I wouldn't turn on the TV when I got home and see one of the actors that was on that set that day in some role on, on, on television, whether it was a commercial or a walk-on role on a show or something like that. And it was, uh, it was a, a real amazing uh, education in, you know, just working hard and, and constantly keeping at it. And, and again, you know, knowing who's nice to the PAs and who's not, and, you know, and how fresh the cold cuts are. These are important things on film sets. These are, oh, yes. these are important things. Yeah, well, our senior production assistant, Danielle Garns, I, I think I got your title wrong. She knows I'm a real jerk, so she'll remember that for her next job. Um, <laughs> anyway, we move on from that. <laughs> Love you, Gomsi. Uh, so, but with, okay, I just got to ask you. Yeah. I'm doing research on you. Every interview, not every interview, a lot of interviews ask you about your dad. Is it, how do you feel about talking about him? Uh, uh, you know, I think it's fine when it's organic and like, oh, you know, I don't know. There, it, if ask me on a different day, you'll probably get a different answer to be quite honest. I mean, sometimes it's totally fine and it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's the last thing that I want to, I want to discuss only because there's nothing new that I'm bringing to the table. There's no new nugget that I'm going to, 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 to drop upon someone. Um, because ultimately it's, it's, you know, it, it's really not something that I, I spend a lot of time thinking about. It's not something that I spend a lot of time obsessing over. It's, you know, just my, it's just my life. You know, I, I mean, I, I've said this before, but, but in a strange way, I, I do think it is true. It's like if someone told you, Hey, put this shirt on. And then everyone asked you about the shirt. <laughs> you I didn't pick the shirt out. This is what the shirt is. It's, it's, I mean, it's a fine shirt. I really like it. I mean, I guess it's comfortable. Sure. But it's not my shirt. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have any say in it. Um, but it is what it is and that's, it's fine. And, and, and I get it, but you know, uh, you can sort of tell when someone has done their homework and they find a, an interesting way to get to it as opposed yeah. to someone that is just, well, let me ask about you because I have to for three and then I'll just get to the one which is, so what's he like? You know, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's a drag. That, yeah, I was thinking it must be, I kind of, I feel like I relate to you because like my mom is like that. She's like a big like spotlight stealer. So I'm always mm -hmm. like, everyone's always like, what's Georgie Binks like, you know? So it's yeah. like, I feel like I, we sort of get each other in that regard. But totally. I was thinking, I'm like, man, he must just be so annoyed by every person asking about this. Cause I just thought about that today when I was just looking up some clips of interviews you've been in. I'm like, man, even like, you know, the big time interviewers are asking you stuff about Tom. I'm like, I would just at some point be like, you know what? Like, do you care? Like, can you just ask me about, and I'm not saying they aren't asking about yeah. you, but like, the, one, like the weird thing now, the weird thing is now, and look, I get it. I look and sound like him. I understand. <laughs> this is science we're talking about. This is the way this works. 
We look and sound like our parents. Totally get it. But the, 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 the stretch that people will go to, especially like on Instagram, it always makes me laugh, where it's like, it'll be me on a beach. And all of a sudden, it'll be about Castaway. You know, it'll be me talking about the carpet at, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the airport in Portland and they'll go, Oh, terminal. Like there's just, they, (laughs) so many people instantly just go like make this other connection. And I just go like, I'm not, I'm not thinking of, of, of those things. It's, 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 that is always super super odd like come on yeah okay so all right so now you know we've gotten that out of the way Mm -hmm. um he's really great he's he's really nice he's super sweet yeah Yeah, he's great great. he's super sweet he never yells and he smells like roses all the time he doesn't know how to barbecue though which is a big concern for me i have to teach him how to you know actually do man stuff well, maybe you could help also my boyfriend, too, because he's not very good at that as well. He's sitting right there and he's probably going to be very upset about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been awesome. We've got one fun game coming up after this, guys. You don't want to go anywhere. We're going to play a little game of my favorite yield truth or sip. So stay tuned. Colin Hanks on Drinks of Things. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. All right, guys, we are still going here on Drinks with Binks. That's what happens when you have a couple drinks with me. And we are playing a game called Truth or Sip. It's ye old, ye old game I love. So I'm going to ask you a question. You can either answer it or you can sip it. There's only three questions, so you can only sip two of them. Numero oh, okay. uno. One actor or actress that you, you have to pick one person that you have to work with them on every project for the rest of your life. Who would it be? Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. That'd be difficult and also probably very one. annoying. Okay, so you only have one more sip left. Uh, okay. The least, uh, the least favorite movie your dad has been. <laughs> uh, can I be honest in that I there uh, I haven't seen uh, like a like some of the recent ones. Really? What, name yeah, one you haven't seen. The one that I haven't seen. I didn't see Sully. Sully landed literally right outside my window here, man. Okay. I, know. I haven't see seen it either. Yeah. Didn't All right. See that's it. our homework on drinks with Binks. You and I will both watch Sully. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds okay. good. I like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is a great actor as well. And he directed the movie. So it works. <laughs> and he directed it. Great. I didn't know that there. Okay. See, um, there you go. Final one. Um, one current NHL player you would want on the LA Kings. <laughs> No, uh, oh, just give me some youth. Give me some youth, Banks. That's all I want. I just want, I want the Such new blood. Such as? 
I just want the new blood. It, I just, I, I don't even know if he's been, I don't even know if he's been born yet, to be quite honest. These Our kids are so young now. Sure. Yes. Leon Dreisaitl. Okay. Sure. Yes, well, absolutely. You're going to have to get rid of a whole lot of cap space before any yeah. of those guys. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. But uh, if and when we see hockey again, hopefully the LA Kings do better than they did this year. The only way to go is up or nowhere or the last, in a pandemic. Or the last four years, you know, if yes. we're being honest. Hey, you got two Stanley Cups. I got absolutely zero over here except for just drama from the Boston Bruins but we'll get into that on another show we gotta go we'll be back in a second to say goodbye sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus and wagering week is your antidote I'm Tom Martin and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines we'll give it to you straight here every Friday on wagering week don't gamble with other podcasts let sports garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with Colin Hanks. And Colin, what are you, what do you got for us? What are you up to? Wear your mask, register to vote, make sure you're registered to vote, and then vote. Uh, if you need a handkerchief, I make them and sell them at hankskerchiefs.com. That is not a joke. That is for real. That is a real company. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, but that place is a cesspool. Uh, you can find me on Instagram a little better, still kind of a cesspool. Um, just tell the people in your, you're close to that you love them because we're all going to be getting real close very soon here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, tip your bartender if you're out, which you shouldn't be. You should be home. That's all I got. We are drinking and binking in all of those wonderful places that Colin discusses where you can also find the show. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, as well as on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. Drink some things. Don't miss it. Rewatch it. Re-listen to it. And until next time... Keep on drinking and banking. Bottoms up, bitches. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.